0: trip on the magic.
1: Some neighbors are saying way too loud.
0: That's only in the moment. You're supposed to be up cooking breakfast with somebody. That's like an alarm clock.
1: Welcome back everybody to Loose Lugnuts, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan. I'm Evan Roberts. Joined alongside Thomas Dick in uh, this week's episode, we will break down some news that happened over the week with NASCAR. And then we will preview the two races at Phoenix, uh, the Xfinity Series and Cup Series. There's also an ARCA race uh, tonight, which will go on, but we won't preview that. We'll just talk about Xfinity and Cup. But first, Thomas, some news out of Nashville uh, the mayor, John Cooper, signed a letter of intent to have Bristol Motor Speedway come in and renovate the Nashville Fairground Speedway, which I did some research is the second oldest operating motor speedway in the United States, which began in 1904, if not the world. So it's a—it's uh, not official yet, but the deal has to be signed by the bear, the board of fair commissioners. Uh, Their biggest concern about renovating the fairground speedway is noise mitigation and number of race events, but another opportunity for NASCAR to get in to the music
2: city. Yeah, well, I find the, the noise thing funny, like who buys a house next to a fairground and doesn't expect noise, especially since if that track's been around since 1904, I'm guessing the fairgrounds has been around since 1904 meh you know a little bit of noise a little bit of partying you should have bought your house next to uh, unfair grounds um this would be interesting
1: because now they have they have the super speedway which they renovated and they'll be going back to for the first time in about 35 years uh coming up this summer but now they're working on the smaller track and we were talking it's just a little bit weird uh you're fixing up the smaller track well why didn't you go to wilkesboro just it's kind of weird that you'd set up
2: two different tracks or renovate two tracks in the same city. Yeah. You go from no tracks worthy of a NASCAR race for the last, whatever, like cup series they've been doing some of the uh, uh, trucks and whatnot at the fairgrounds back as recently as uh, early two thousands, but yeah, it's odd that, Hey, um, you aren't worthy of any uh, (laughs) races, no racetracks. And now you're going to be two. And I'm, like the soap opera lover in me, I noticed uh, the Daryl Waltrip was involved with some of the fixing up of the super speedway and Earnhardt is behind the uh, short track. So I, I would love to see like a like a play out like a, the Earnhardts versus the Waltrips, like on a TV <laughs> movie, um, some back, back, backroom backstabbing and whatnot. I think that'd be good for a uh, TV show. So
1: that's the update from Nashville. We'll keep you updated on that as soon as we hear anything from the board of fair commissioners. See if we get a second track in Nashville, looking back to last week, we talked about this in the recap episode was Kyle Bush's spin out in the truck race. It looked very suspicious. He put, he had a flat tire. He was down on the apron and he kind of spun out when he knew that he was going to struggle to get back to the pits. He got the caution flag was able to get helped out. Uh, NASCAR is gonna look into this and they have punished guys in the past that they've deemed pulled out the caution, most notably Dale Earnhardt Jr. in 04, Daryl, uh, Bubba Wallace in 09, I believe it was. And they find them and then they give them a points deduction in the cup standings. I don't know what they could do for Kyle Busch, maybe dock him some owner points and trucks, but I'm glad they're looking at this and I hope they do punish him because I think he did it on purpose.
2: Oh wow! I mean, do you have proof of this? <laughs> like, that's that's my thing. Is like, I know you could probably go into some uh, uh, diagnostics or whatnot and look at at what happened leading into the spin, but I find it very hard to prove just from cameras. And it's not something that you're going to say on the uh, on the uh, interco- <laughs> the walkie-talkie. God, I forgot <laughs> what they're called. Uh, you're not going to say, "Hey." Uh, crew chief i'm gonna spit it out here you just do it so i like i'm just trying to figure out what the the proof threshold is going to be for this um yeah i think it is hard to prove because even like
1: the camera angle it doesn't really you know he doesn't jerk his hands really quick or anything like that it's just it's too suspicious for me you know when there's smoke there's fire
2: smoke that wasn't tony stewart (laughs) So you don't think he did it when I I have no proof that he did it. Um, I, I'm in America where you have to have some sort of proof that someone did something. All right.
1: That's fair. You're uh, you're like Kurt Bush. You're just proud to be an American.
2: I am proud to be an American. And hey, the Thunderbirds, I think, are, are uh, making a return. So maybe we'll get some Thunderbird shots. All right. So uh, some other news
1: around NASCAR. Kevin Harvick uh, will be participating in some Xfinity and truck races this year. He picked up a couple of them. He'll be racing in three races in Xfinity. All of them are on the road courses, uh, Circuit of the Americas, Road America in Wisconsin, and then Indianapolis. And then he will participate in the truck race at Bristol later this month, get some practice on dirt. And then another guy, Ryan Priest, he'll be driving, uh, taking in some truck races at Nashville and Pocono. So good to see Harvick getting back down in there. Just probably getting a little more practice on the road courses. And then I think, uh, I think as the month goes on, we'll see a lot of these guys trying to get into Xfinity and truck just to get some extra practice on the uh, dirt track at Bristol.
2: Yeah, you definitely. I mean, we've already seen an influx of them into the going into the Bristol Dirt Nationals like the week before. Um, it's just. I never realized how old Kevin Harvick was. Um, he seems a lot younger to me, 45. It's great that he still likes uh, doing all that he does as far as the racing goes. I know when I get to 45, I'm going to be ready for bed.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I retweeted this last night um, from Loose Lugnuts Pod on Twitter. If you haven't already followed us, go ahead and follow us. It was 2001, is right after uh, Dale Senior had passed away, and that was it was the anniversary, 20 year anniversary of Kevin Harvick edging out Jeff Gordon by six one thousandths of a second in Atlanta. It was pretty sweet, and then that's when that when it that's when it kind of hit me that Harvick's a a hell of a lot older than what I thought he was. But kudos to him; he's been a mainstay in the Cup Series, been a champion, and uh, he'll be picking up three Xfinity races and a truck race ryan priest also picking up truck races uh for the nashville and pocono yep keeps on
2: trucking <laughs> crickets
1: <laughs> all right let's move on to the desert molly in the phoenix motor speedway i love this race name for the xfinity race on saturday it's the call eight one one before you dig two hundred presented by Arizona eight one one.
2: Couldn't get a niner in there anywhere. <laughs> Come on! Oh, it reminds me of there was uh, some comedian. He, he was talking about depends, and he's like, the "Depends." Undergarments really need to advertise. If you need that product, you know where to find it. <laughs> um. I, I guess people don't know to call before they dig. I guess, I mean, yeah. I guess. But to me, NASCAR fans know. to Like, to yeah. me, call before you dig 200. Those advertisements should be on during uh, Call Me Cat. Because um, I think people that watch that probably don't know. But I, most people, I think, that watch NASCAR know to call. Because there's yeah. all sorts of pipes down there. Like, we're blue-collar people. We know that stuff. But I digress. The war—it's just weird. It's weird how much you see. Uh, call eight one one before you dig. Like their advertising budget. Like I listen to MLB games on the radio, and probably half the teams I listen to have call before you dig commercials. So deep pockets over there. If you want to advertise on our show, um, I lied. NASCAR fans don't know to call before you dig. So we'll take your money.
1: We could uh, be sponsored by Call 811 Before You Dig and Camping World. Those could be our two main sponsors. But I like that your war on Call Me Cat has still continued and will probably (laughs) continue as long as the show is still in existence. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Let's preview this race. Uh, We had mentioned this in the recap how good they have been. And it's the College Racing Chevrolets. They all they got through. All three of them are in the top ten and point standings. AJ Allmendinger's in the playoffs already with last week's win. Jeb Burton is in sixth place in the standings, and Justin Haley's in seventh. They ha- they're still looking for their first win at Phoenix. They've got one top five and seven top tens and twelve starts. Uh, they've been good all year. Thomas, you've mentioned. What are you expecting from them this weekend?
2: Um. I mean, I, I think Dinger, I love the shirt they had, the lost Dinger yeah, shirt. You can still I buy I almost pulled the trigger on that maybe today. Um, I mean, he was impressive. And if he can keep it going through this week, he'd definitely be one of the favorites. I He's not who I picked for this race. Um, but I definitely think he'll be top five. Uh, probably a little more high on Justin Haley in this race than Jeb Burton. But, uh, I mean, they they got the cars going. And like I said, they got them going last year. They didn't win the championship, but they had they were coming guns blazing towards the end of the year. So look for them to, to, to repeat that. And if you haven't seen on social media, we're about the, the one-year
1: anniversary of when sports shut down. Everybody's talking about it. Brandon Jones was the last one to get an NASCAR victory before the shutdown. He won the Phoenix race a year ago, looking for the repeat victory. And he said... He started off the year, he got into an accident at Daytona, finished 38th. But since then, he's reeled off three straight top five finishes since, and he's going to be starting on the front row in the number two
2: spot. Well, he's got uh, the three top fives, and then Daniel Hemrick has third, third, second, which that's three top threes. And I think he starts in the pole. I think am you're right. right. I am right. I think. Who uh, may I let's come, come. Let's get back to the qualifying now once again well i mean i guess i was promised if we give into the government we can have our independence day on july 4th so maybe they'll have it by then but uh yeah those two uh they're hot right now and uh they'd have to be favorites to, to to win along with colleague and uh our two picks which uh, spoiler alert is neither one of those guys <laughs> yeah daniel Hemricks uh, starting from the pole brandon
1: jones in second austin cendrick in third aj allmendinger starting fourth justin haley Jeff burton starting fifth and sixth harrison burton michael annette seventh and eighth and then josh Berry and noah greg gregson uh ninth and tenth to start that off so thomas saturday's race who you got to pull out for the victory
2: i'm uh, i'm going to harrison burton uh, his last two races in Phoenix, second and sixth. Um, I don't know. I just feel it. I'm feeling the Burton family right now, even though I said Haley would finish higher than Jeb, uh, but yeah, going Harrison Burton. And then, uh, just a brief mention of a uh, Ty Gibbs is going to be in the race. So his first Xfinity since he won, and then he'll be running the arc of the night before. So if you have NBC track pass, watch that. Uh, they still haven't given us a comp yet. Um, Sometimes you can catch the raid. They'll show it a couple days later on Fox or NBC Sports. So I'll, I'll be looking out for it and might eventually watch it. But other than that, Harrison Burton, locking it in. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to lock in uh, your
1: guy that you failed to mention for the second straight episode. That's Austin Cendrick starting third. I think he's going to be able to pull it out. I just think he's been too good. Um, so we'll see what happens. Thomas is going with Harrison Burton. I'm going with Austin Sendrick. We'll see if we're right uh, when we recap next week. Moving on to Sunday. Uh, This will be, for the first time since 2008, a former series champion hasn't won in the first four races of a season. Do we see a former champion win? Without giving away your pick, do we see a former champion pull out the victory today or on Sunday?
2: If I had to put someone else's money on it, yes. All right. One of those guys that uh, hasn't won
1: yet this year, had a horrendous race on Sunday, is Kevin Harvick. He's always a threat to win. He has nine wins at Phoenix, 18 top five, and 25 top tens in his 36 starts. And he would be the sixth NASCAR driver to win win
2: 10 times at one track.
1: Oh, he would join...
2: Yeah, he'd join Elite Company. I mean, all the names are the big ones. Richard Petty, Daryl Waltrip, Jimmy Johnson, David Pearson, Dale Earnhardt. That's like if you added uh, Ronald Reagan to Mount Rushmore. I mean, that's uh, uh, Ronald Reagan Mount Rushmore right there of NASCAR racers. Uh, That's all I got that know. (laughs) And I'm going to go with, I mean, it it is, like, it's impressive. And it reminds you of how old Kevin Harvick is. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean that's what we were talking about. You know, he's had so many starts at Phoenix, 36 of them. uh, And one of the things, he finished 20th last week and finished a lap down, just didn't have it going. But he has been excellent uh, in the first three races prior to that at the, daytona races as well as miami home or homestead miami
2: actually spoiler alert uh on my picks i'm actually going to talk about how he hasn't been impressive the first those oh wow why not well i wait till the picks come
1: all right another former champion that has uh won at phoenix hasn't won this year's Joey logano he won last year's spring race and also, Chase Elliott won the fall race, uh, which he won to win the championship. And we all got 10 free bonus swings from Hooters, which was exciting. What do you think about those two?
2: Um, I'm not going to be duped by Joey Logano like I was the last two weeks. He's done me dirty. Um, I could see Chase Elliott doing it. And I, I Monday's going to be tight. Got a lot of stuff going on. But I'm willing to do lunch at uh, Hooters. Um, if it calls for it uh
1: so another guy that has been impressive you will probably say that he hasn't been impressive but he tops the standings uh but he's just missing that coveted win and that's a denny hamlin he's finished in the top five in three of the first four races and at phoenix he's won
2: twice and finished in the top five 14 times see that's where you're wrong i was gonna mention that he has been impressive um (laughs) He's led laps in every one of those races uh, near the midpoint of the races. He's been in the top five of all those races. So he's been competitive throughout. I'll get into the weeds on how Kevin Harvick has not, spoiler alert. But, but before we go there,
1: it's our weekly segment, the Wood Brothers. Still going for their 100th win, Matt Benedetto. You're a little bit more confident than I am. His best finish at Phoenix is 13th. I believe that was last year's last next highest is 20th. I'm putting my confidence meter at the Wood brothers getting their 100th win at about a
2: 2.6. Now, I, I will say I did not put in the, uh, the ice cream cake request at dairy queen uh, t- today for this weekend. So my confidence is below six, but I just think last week, um, His performance last week keeps hope alive. Um, I'm going 4.7. Trending upward. So you trend down, I trend up. I want that ice cream cake. I want that 100th win. I want our Wood Brothers 100th win t-shirt in the merch store when it opens. Um, Come on, Matt, do it. All right, so let's get
1: down to our predictions for Sunday's race at – Phoenix, it will begin at 3.30 Eastern. Green flag at 3.47. So don't be a minute late uh, for that. That's Eastern time. 3.47 Eastern. Thomas, who you got?
2: Uh, I'm going. This is purely a uh, a historical pick. This year's stats are telling me it's an awful pick. Uh, Sure, he's had three top six finishes this year, but he's been sort of meh. He's only led 17 laps. And all those were at Daytona. He started the uh, first last week and didn't even lead a lap. His position at the midway point of races has been 14.75. So that's closer to 15 and 14. And his average uh, position, like if you add all the laps together, where he's at, divided by the number of laps or whatever, his average during a race is 10.5, which is close. That's equally close to 10 and 11. So everything's telling me not to pick it, but I'm going history. He's going for 10 and I'm going for pride. He and his crew are pissed off about 20th place finish. Kevin Harvick. And then my and then I want to say before I pick my long shot, we need to have requirements on the long shot. I think they can't be in the top 10. In the odds, which last week you picked Ryan Blaney, who was no, sixth I picked in the Kyle odds, Larson. or Kyle Larson, who was sixth in the odds. So, in the future, they can't be in well, the I, top don't, 10. I don't look at the odds, I do because it's NASCAR and the NCAA says we can bet on NASCAR, even though I don't. But, you, well, how about what's, so I'm uh... going well, no, 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 that's we'll start that next week, okay? Because mine this week is ninth in the odds i'm going ryan <laughs> ryan blaney he's got uh his last four Fien- races at phoenix he has two dnfs but he also has two thirds and i'm going towards the thirds and not the dnfs because it'd be stupid to pick someone with DNFs.
1: so here's where uh, the the betting odds is fine too you're picking somebody that's starting in the top 10 which is kind of like cheating too. uh you know less traffic to get through I'm going to start with my long shot first because he's going to have some work to do. He's starting 19th, and that's uh, my guy Ryan Newman in the number six car. He's at Phoenix. He's has two wins, 10 top fives and 12 top tens. He won back in 2017, and he's also he finished third in 2015 last – in 2018-20. He didn't race last year after the accident, but in his last race there in 2019, finished 12th, and in 2018, finished 11th. I think he's got a chance. It's a true long shot, but I'm going to go with Ryan Newman. And then my winner, it's been a long time since we've seen him in uh, victory lane. I think Kyle Busch is going to pull it out. He's got five straight top five finishes in the spring at Phoenix race. I think he translates that into a win. Yeah, I did just call him out for maybe getting a caution for himself in the truck race, but I think he's able to get the win on Sunday. I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. All righty, lock them in. Boop. All right, we'll see. I mean, yes, last week I got first and second, so I'm not trying to brag, but as we do every preview episode, this is probably my favorite segment that we do. And it's probably not the smartest thing to do on a podcast because you guys can't see it, but we tweet them out every week our favorite paint schemes of the week.
2: So we now have Instagram.
1: Yeah, we do now have Instagram, Loose Lug Podcast on Instagram, Loose Lugnuts Pod on Twitter. So we'll be tweeting these out.
2: Thomas, let's start with Xfinity first. What's your favorite paint scheme? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and some of the other people may know. I love Billboard lawyers. Um, anytime we drive to Austin. Uh, I got to stop and take a picture in front of the Dave, uh, David Comey, uh, attorney that rocks, um, billboard. And then there's a guy in Ohio, Tim Misney has billboards all over Northeast Ohio. He's got the, he's bald headed and he's got the skull and he's pointing and then sign just big letters. Misney makes them pay. Um, so when we go to mid Ohio, Tim Misney, if you're listening, uh, get yourself on a car because uh, the number 74 car is going to be coming in with, uh, I got to find their name, Lerner and Rowe uh, lawyers. They are not billboard lawyers. They're NASCAR hood lawyers. Um, so that's pretty badass. Um, yeah. It's number 74 car.
1: Look you for sent it. me that yesterday and I was a little bit jealous that you found it before I did. But you're on the hunt for a good paint scheme. I'm going to go with the number 07 chevrolet driven by joe graf jr and it makes me hungry looking at it It's the z grill chevrolet and it's got flames on it like there's a fire burning on the grill and then on the back end it's got some meat on the grill and it looks awesome
2: it looks tasty it looks like there's a filet mignot on the back of the thing yeah so it looks pretty sweet if he wins i might have to buy a die
1: cast of it i don't know big die cast guy now but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the number s- zero 07, not, not to be confused with the number seven car, the zero 07 Z-Girl Chevrolet by Joe Graf Jr. All
2: right, Thomas, your Cup Series paint schemes. Uh, stick with the food. <clears throat> Love Bubba Wallace coming in with the McDonald's uh, number 23. Not so much the side. This one's the hood and the top. It looks like a, fry, a French fry carton, and it's got, like, the, the hood's red, like the actual outside. And then the uh, top of the car has got the yellow and white stripes, um, which is sort of sad because that's what you see when you're out of French fries. But uh, it it looks pretty badass. And then I'm going number 48. Uh, Very rarely do I go with Ally as as my favorite paint scheme, but they're tied in with best friends. They're helping out dogs, and it's got a little uh, um, cartoonish uh, dog. Uh, snout on the back of the car. Um, you know what? I, th- there's three things that can get me for a favorite paint scheme. It's either just a badass paint scheme, or it's a badass product like Lerner and Rowe uh, lawyers, or it's a cause that I like, which best friends. So I think I hit all three. All right. Well, my, apparently I love food
1: because one of my favorite cup paint schemes is another grilling company. And that is Eric Amarola's number 10 car, which will be the Pit Boss Grills forward Mustang. And it looks sharp. It's like a gray metallic. It's got the little chef on the front of it. He's the Pit Boss holding up his spatula, wearing a chef hat. Very sweet, very sexy. I love the number 10 car of Eric Amarola. And of course, for the fifth streak week, I'm going with the double zero Quinn Huff car. I don't know what Mount & Lock is, but it's very a uh, picturesque paint scheme with some mountains in the background. Got some trees on it. Got a little RV on there, so maybe it has to do with that. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to pretend to know what Mountain Lock is, but Quentin Huff. I'm not sure it what it list. is, but I just jumped online and bought 10 of them. And I'm going to buy about 10 of these Quentin Huff diecasts. If he, he, he needs to start finishing a little bit higher so we can see it more on TV it's like the uh kyle weatherman cop car from last week the only time we saw it is when he spun out and that's what i feel like but it, so starcom race and quinn huff we're rooting for you we're probably your biggest fans uh you guys do a great job with the paint scheme so if you're not in victory lane you're in victory lane in our hearts with your badass paint schemes all five weeks all right thomas so that will do it for our uh, phoenix sorry i'm still thinking of last week phoenix race preview we will be back next week to recap all of the action. Thanks, guys, again, for listening to us. Again, you can follow us at loose lug nuts pod on Twitter and Loose Lug Nuts Podcast on Instagram. We will see you next week as we recap all the action and break it down for you. This is Loose Lug Nuts, the NASCAR podcast by the Average Fan, for the Average Fan, for Thomas Stick, I'm at Roberts. We'll see you guys.
0: I grew up in Texas where football was my game, until that racing fever started burning in my brain. I started running mini stocks when I was 13, and won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde, and he built a car for me, sponsored by Granddaddy Hillens Drillin' Strillin'. Talladega finish Was the start of my big dream